0: And a very good afternoon to you. It is team talk. We're here all three hours till seven o'clock. Scott Galletti in the six o'clock hour. In the meantime, I'm Joe O'Neill. That is Sam Hauser. And Sam, the NFL uh, was addressing was addressing a rule, and in most cases, things are getting stricter. But actually, uh, this was re- announced today that they're going to lighten up a little bit, right? Especially when it comes to the roughing the passer, the contact to the helmet, the whole nine yards.
1: Talk to me. Yeah, it's about time they get ahead of one of these rather than all of us yelling the same things or having these discussions after playoff games. You know, only the most important games of the season when we realize, oh, you know, maybe that's a silly thing that shouldn't necessarily be that way in 2022. Apparently, it's that hard to make a rule change. So good on the NFL for actually getting ahead of this one. Well, there was a lot of scrutiny. I don't know if they've gotten ahead of it. Uh, Getting ahead of it for this year. Right. Okay. Which, I mean, relative to what we've seen the last couple of years, it's a big improvement. It is. And, like, at least they're not going to be changing the rules in
0: the middle of the season. But the bottom line is, um, we saw some kind of flopping going on in some cases by quarterbacks and over-exaggerating the nature of their uh, contact to the head. And, and now referees, uh, officials, are going to have a lot more judgment uh, on the severity of the quote-unquote
1: blow to the head. Yeah, so the uh, the officials are going to back off on roughing the passer this year. The league and the competition committee announced that they'll ease off on, on some of that and really... The way that I interpret that is the ones where you look at a play and it's just, what is he supposed to do? This person that weighs 300 pounds, whose momentum is taking them one way. And yeah, they might land on a quarterback with a little more force than we would like, but also what would you like him to do? That, that's pretty much what the rule is. It's pretty much the what-are-they-supposed-to-do what rule. So the forcible contact to the head, everything below the legs, that's all still going to stand for roughing the passer. But the NFL went extreme with this a couple of years ago. Clay Matthews was one of the ones, the former Packers linebacker, who had just some timely ones that really killed the Packers a couple of times. In games, we have seen these plays actually impact games where Where a a defensive player land too much of his body lands on the quarterback, and that's enough for them to call roughing the passer. So, it looks like they're going to back off on some of that.
0: The ones that even make the commentators of the game go, "Oh my gosh, look at this! There was hardly anything there." Right. The are the are the you know, and the the what are they supposed to do? Angle. Absolutely, as a defensive lineman or whatever, a defender. You know, you're rushing the quarterback. If you don't think at the last moment you're going to get there, you're taught, you know, instinctively to to put your hands up, like to try to affect the pass. And like, if your follow through up until this point grazes the face mask with a fingernail or something, you know, they throw the flag and they said, "Hey, by the letter of the law, it's supposed to be a penalty or whatever." So it's it, you know, like. These officials are are asked a lot to make judgment calls. I guess people say that there could be holding on every single play. Let's right. talk about that. You know, the the offensive uh pass interference where guys are are actually kind of manipulating it a little bit on their routes, those are situations where officials are being called to make uh, judgment calls so why shouldn't they be allowed to make a judgment call I, I was like being facetious but how many times did you see quarterbacks that saw opportunities to, to lash their head back you know like they you know they've gotten pounded in the head you know to try to draw those penalties because there's not a more you know other than a long person I mean a long pass interference call I mean a personal foul, blow to the head, fifteen yards, automatic first down, let's go. I'd be
1: flopping too. Right. It's a drive changer. It's a game changer. And when the quarterback is about half the size of the person who's wrapping their arms around him, because that's the part that we would always just get so infuriated about. Like if you're if you're trying to sack the quarterback, you have to get your arms around them. These quarterbacks, even some of the older ones, yo, know, even the Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilsons of the world, they're so athletic they're so accurate they can still get the ball off if you don't fully wrap them up and try to take them to the ground but every time that happened I would have it in my head you know I, you're you're going full speed you're not thinking you're not reacting you're just going out there and it's okay I have to make sure that I do this in a way that would you know that, that, that a scientist would approve of to hit the quarterback the thing that I'm curious about is as far as how this gets implemented and maybe we'll find out tonight because there's two preseason games tonight the uh, technically week 1 of the preseason starts tonight goes through the weekend the one thing I'm curious about is uh, as far as how this gets started because in the preseason that's when everything gets called that's when you see you know every other play there's a flag on it because they want to get everybody kind of in the feel of what's going to be a penalty and what's not they overcall everything not
0: to mention there's so many Illegal procedure calls, Oh, yeah. False starts. Yeah, yeah.
1: thank you. you. False starts. And and so we're talking about, you know, backing off on these rules. Delay a game. While also knowing that every little thing gets called in the preseason. So, you know, for the regular season, I think we can maybe breathe a little bit of sigh of relief. But just how this is going to look over the next couple of weeks, I'm curious about. And I actually think they're going to
0: be uh, less strict on... You know the the stuff up high, and and actually, to me, they're going to continue to to really be um, very uh, strict on the lower stuff. I, I mean, you know, they, they like guys come in low, and like they're they're going below. Those are like, in my opinion, the ones that tend to lead to injuries more. Uh, than the ones up top, uh, so I I still think right.
1: um, like with the Lamar Jacksons, the Kyler Murrays, they're trying to turn a corner, and you don't really know which way to which well, angle well, to yeah, take. Yeah,
0: and, and you know that like that part of your body, you know, down by your ankles and your your feet. I mean that, that it doesn't take much. A guy lands on that part of your body, you're toast. Right. So I think they're going to do that. But you talked about you know uh, defensive linemen you know, wrapping up. Right? I mean, I think actually the the first thing. Uh, obviously is is trying to tackle the quarterback but literally right behind that and I'm telling you they're working on it in every single F- NFL and and college and, and high school uh you know football right now is is like trying to strip the football I mean it goes from a, a really good play to like a game changer oh you yeah. can somehow get the ball out there but but when you're talking about like the wrapping up, Years ago, until all this stuff happened, you literally could could take them and then like spin and body slam oh, yeah. a guy, and it was like totally within the rules. I mean, I uh, you know like sometimes you'd see a unnecessary roughness giving them the business. If people know what I'm talking about with that, uh, but yeah, it's it's now you know either you're gonna get you know you're gonna get to the quarterback, you're gonna Get the strip or not, and they're either going to blow it dead, or you got to let them down gently, or whatever. But uh, it's good to hear that those little ticky tack things are not
1: going to be called as often. Yeah, you got to you got to pick them up and like. Everybody has to understand that the play is stopped, and now I'm gonna. Uh, it's like it's like when it's like when you were when you were a kid and you had to you had to take home the egg as a project and, and try to keep it alive for a week. It's how you have to set these guys down. I mean, it's the reason that players like Indomik and Sue get the reputations that they do because there are so few of them that actually you know that, that actually uh, go over the line of stepping on guys and poking and doing those things. They don't happen anymore. I, it, it it always felt like. It always felt like overcorrecting Th- these rules, especially especially the roughing the passer ones. That felt like overcorrecting because there was so much scrutiny and so much of a spotlight that the NFL's been under for trying to keep, you know, for trying to keep the head injuries down and trying to keep guys healthy. And that's where some of this stuff comes from. But and so I mean, what, whatever led to this decision, I, it's not really even that important. I'm just glad to see it.
0: <laughs> you know, the the thing again is. You know, like I, it is so nasty out there for each of these snaps. I mean, there's not that many snaps. People would be surprised at actually how little, like how little plays there are in an NFL game. I think it, it's like amounts to 15 minutes or or 17 minutes of actual action. Right. You know, over the course of the three hours, and and every square foot of the football field, uh, you know, for the most part is like the nastiest, ugliest, you know, and, and especially that line of scrimmage. So, so you have, you know, players that are, that are like going out 110 percent but at the same time when they get the ultimate gift of getting to the quarterback they've got to be reacting and realize that these are in place and as you mentioned you know the, the teams are getting buttoned up in this in in practice uh, and the preseason games will be another example of that did you
1: ever have to do one of those projects in school with the egg or the sack of flour you
0: know there was one i think that was like you had to have some sort of a, a a compartment that you could put the egg in and drop it off something that was 20 feet high. And you, you make whatever you, you do your container such that it didn't break. There you go. Well, I'm still trying to figure that one out because we had a lot of scrambled eggs in my classroom when it came to me trying to do that. So, so literally what, so you were, you were like given, I mean, I've heard of guys bringing basketballs to school and whatever. Um, so you were like your teacher would say, "Okay, class is out. Uh, hey, Sam, here you go. Here's this brown egg. Make sure you've got the same brown egg when you come back tomorrow." Is that what you're talking about?
1: Well, I I pose the question because I don't even know if if those kinds of things exist anymore. I know they did it one time where uh, you know during the you know during some kind of home ec class where you had to you know learn how to keep a thing alive. I I, I never had to do yeah. one of those. I didn't even, I, I didn't go to a real high school. Uh, I, <laughs> It was a it was a it was a weird place that wasn't
0: we, the the high school I went to, y they were like eggs related, but it wasn't like, you know, to to take them back and forth. You'd be lucky like somebody wasn't putting one in your pocket and giving you a little slap on the rear end or something like that, or maybe even over the head. All right, this is Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser here. All right, you mentioned two games tonight, big whoops. I mean, hey, cool. Preseasons here, all right. Who's playing tonight? I know New England is in there somewhere. What are the two
1: games? Yeah, so the Patriots play uh, the Patriots play tonight against the Tennessee Titans. You got two games tonight, like you said. Let's go! Football is here. Or excuse me, the Patriots play the Giants tonight, and the Ravens play the Tennessee Titans. And the the, Patriots, Giants, and Ravens, Titans.
0: Ravens, Titans. Okay, so let's start with the Ravens, Titans first of all, because like. The team that we knew forever that never lost in the preseason were the Indianapolis Colts. No, they never won in the preseason. The Indianapolis Colts went on a huge streak of of losing, and I don't know if that's still going on. But the team on the other end of the spectrum are the Baltimore Ravens, and they've won, They've ripped off 20 straight.
1: Yep, last year, the that final week ridiculous. of the preseason, they got to the, the milestone nice round, even number of 20 in a row. They set the NFL record. That was originally held by the Packers in the late 1950s. What? And yes, who <laughs> well, I
0: was going to say back in the 1950s, how many pre? It must have taken like how many pre- they se- six
1: preseason games, or
0: or no? I I think they probably played like two. It just took them like five years to. Or, how many did they look? It's 20, in, 20 a, in a row. Okay. So if
1: you had four, that would be five. Yeah, would be five years. So yeah, yeah but they did have four, I guarantee.
0: The in the 50s, the season themselves were like 10 games uh, or eight games. So they probably like played one or two preseason games and they won them between 1951 and 1958 or something. Some nonsense. But anyway, one way or the other, I I see you there. And when we talk about Sam looking stuff up, dude, there's nobody
1: that gets around a computer any faster than Sam Houser, It was six. Okay? I was just kidding. It was they, 1959. They had six preseason games. I was just kidding. How many regular season games? Twelve. <laughs> so the preseason was half of the regular <laughs> okay, okay. season.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that really what made all of be
1: alive. All
0: ten of those season ticket holders Really happy to pay that premium. There was no premium. I mean, I yeah that I I was
1: way off. You nailed it. Oh, uh, they played the Bears at Milwaukee County Stadium. They played against the Giants in Bangor, Maine. They played the Washington Commander, whatever, is in Winston Salem. They played the Steelers in Minneapolis. Man, like, let's bring that back. That would get. I mean, that would get me talking about the preseason. Oh
0: my gosh! And they were all, you know. Like, either taking trains or hitchhiking. Okay. No, the the other game, all right, are the Patriots. And, like, everybody was kind of, like, really high on the Patriots this time last year. Uh, you know, Mac Jones was really looking good. And, you know, hey, even though, you know, they've had a year to deal with Brady, blah, blah, blah. Well, like, right now, it seems like everything is... Is it in chaos in New England, especially with their offense? The way that these reporters from the newspapers in the Boston area are following the the Patriots, like their offense is getting destroyed against their defense.
1: Yeah, so we—I mean, even a month ago or so, we were all high on the Patriots because these pictures were coming out of Mac Jones, and he got some of that that doughy, you know, uh, kid belly, you know, kid belly off of him. He was looking ripped and shredded. He was looking good, and. I will say on the front end, there's a very good chance that we all end up looking a little bit silly on this one, because if there's anything we know about the Patriots, it's that Bill Belichick's playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers, but the story now is that Matt Patricia, he was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots when they won a couple Super Bowls, he was the head coach of the Lions, now he's their offensive coordinator and nobody knows what's going on. And this
0: is the guy that always had the pencil in his ear, right? The pencil and the beard. And the beard and the the hoodie sweatshirt, like his... Uh, you know, like like Belichick. So he was the D coordinator, and then he's a head coach. Now he's the O coordinator. And they're, I, I, here's the angle I'm going to take is I think probably people are way over-exaggerating this. I think actually being a defensive coordinator, uh, you know, we, we talk to Coach Danny Gonzalez all the time. I mean, he's been a defensive guy, now a head coach, and, you know, there's advantages to some degree in having that experience as a def- defensive coordinator because you know kind of what works against each individual defense, you know? So so you'd think that was the case, but they're, they're really, really hyping it that, like, all is, uh, all is like, out of control up in New England. I'm going to take the side, like, you, well, so that I'm not fooled at the end of this, I'm going to say when it's all said and done, Matt Patricia, now I don't think he might go out and get a head coaching job next year. Uh, but I think he'll actually hold his own. Um, and if he wasn't going to do that, the Patriots wouldn't have brought him back. I mean, I think Belichick must think a lot of them. And, I mean, the Lions have made a, ba- a lot of bad choices with head coaches. Uh, but, you know, when they hired Patricia, it was like, Pretty logical. So, anyway, this is an opportunity for him to to revamp his career a little bit uh, up there in New England, and I wouldn't be so so concerned. You know, I made my prediction that I think the Bills are going to struggle and not get to the eleven and a half wins. That in the reason for that, you know, our teams I think um, like the Dolphins that I think are going to be competitive, and I think uh, the Patriots uh, will be competitive there this year you know and and it won't let the the bills run away with it well it's
1: it's gonna be funny when they sneak up on everybody because yeah that's been a lot of the the talk today i mean and and there have been you know people that are watching these practices to back it up that the run game can't do anything and mac jones is getting you know quote unquote sacked obviously these guys don't get sacked in the in training camp but there's all these breakdowns and they can't run the ball and it just looks completely it, it just looks completely chaotic and I, I just I I have this vision of like the way that you know you and I have been having the conversations back and forth about Tom Brady of you know of you know we all know that Brady's eventually it's gonna come but you but you've been reminding us that. There's nothing that showed us that Tom Brady's slowing down anytime soon. He has basically a career year last year. We're all you know, we kind of got it in our heads today that all of a sudden the Patriots like I I heard it a couple times today on these uh, shows on ESPN radio that you know, all of a sudden now the Patriots could finish and last in the AFC East. Now what's going to happen is they're going to is you know, they're going to surprise us and and all of this is going to go in a direction that none of us would expect because it's the Patriots. Okay. Well, Sticking with football, all right, uh, there is a
0: term synonymous with, I think, utilizing the, the best of Tony Pollard. I'm not going to say the greatness yet, but let's, let's keep an eye on him. And that is the word slot, okay, mm. because he is being used a ton in the slot, all right? So people have been wanting him to get worked into the passing game and, you know, at Memphis, he was like this all-everything punt returner, kick returner, but he wasn't like a blue-collar running back there. He he did like a bunch of different things. Um, and the Cowboys, and Jerry Jones has been the one saying this, we got to figure out a way to get the guy on the field. He, I think he only had a couple of touches, and they loss lost to the Arizona Cardinals, and people were wondering about that. Well, the way you get rid of that kind of... Uh, Concern is you is you basically design an offense that utilizes instead of three wide receivers, two wide receivers in a slot man, and that's where they've been working out Pollard, and they're trying to keep it on the down low.
1: And I hope so because I mean, we've all been clamoring for two three years now of just give Tony ball uh, Tony Pollard the ball more. It hasn't made any sense. Like you're paying Zeke, he's your your prime running back, but any time in any course of a game. When we would see the two of them complement each other in, in different stretches of a drive, you know, I, I I wouldn't go so far as to exaggerate that it had a hundred percent success rate, but it was pretty good. And then they would go away from it, and it would be, it it was working right there. I mean, I, yeah, obviously it's not going to work every time, but just give Tony Pollard the ball more, feed Tony like you know, Zeke has the has the feed me got to do that with with Tony Pollard more we'll see how it works now that he has to actually go up against uh, against prime NFL defensive backs we'll see what kind of adjustment there is there but we know what he can do when he's got the ball in open space he he's gotten so he's gotten so much stronger from his rookie season that I think he's going to be able to handle it he's got this this perfect combination of size and speed it's just a matter of getting him comfortable you know, looking over with everything that goes with wide receiver, you're looking over your shoulder for the ball, knowing that there's somebody there ready to hit you, rather than staring him in the face as a running back. There will be those adjustments, but I think he's got it in him. You're the 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 key to what you said is his ability
0: in open spaces. So and good. Th- th- this kind of stuff is going to allow him to drift off into the flat and. Be an easy target and then be told, hey, you, you're going to have to beat this one guy and, and you're going to get 8 or 10 yards. I mean, he he averaged almost 6 yards a carry as a running back, and a lot of that was like capitalizing on not very much space to, to continue to, to move the ball forward. Uh, he averaged about 9 yards per catch, mm-hmm. but... Those catches were not in the kind of
1: space that I think we're going to see out of him this year. Right. You know, he's going to be in all different kind of spots on the field because he's got that, that field vision. I mean, even as a running back last year, there were times... When he would find those holes better than when he when he would find holes better than Zeke, like he's got all he's got all the tools. It's it's not like you know I, I don't want to oversimplify it and make it seem like it's going to be an easy transition. But if anybody can do it, it's 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 going to be him, and he's got some some pretty good help along the way as well. Yeah, he
0: does, and. Zeke is saying all the right things, looking exactly like Dallas Cowboys fans hoped he would show up. I Zeke mean, was
1: getting a ton of praise because uh, uh, the Cowboys and Broncos were doing a joint practice today. And at one point, Zeke just got absolutely flattened by Bradley Chubb. But he just got up and got his water and went on to the next play. I thought it was a little bit much that we were praising him for, you know, just for the, you know, it's training camp sportsmanship, I guess, but. Day.
0: sometimes when they get uh, like a clean lick on you it hurts less than when they you know kind of trip you up and then going back to falling on your and your you wrinkles. gotta just respect yeah, it. yeah 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 exactly you know uh, you just get you take it and get up and dust yourself off and get back out there and if it hurts rub some dirt on it sam you've never heard that before okay we're gonna take a break when we come back Real interesting thing happened today uh, in the FedEx golf tournament involving, of all people, Scotty Scheffler. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about that and uh whether it was um, correct golf etiquette or not. And when we come back, we will talk about that as well. ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team.